friends, welcome back to another episode of Let It Shine. I'm so glad that you have found us. Many of you may have found us by getting a text from a friend about this episode. Uh, Many of you may have just been scrolling and found us however you have arrived at this moment. We are thankful that you are here. If you are a longtime listener and you shared this episode with someone, thank you so much for doing that. I want you to know that that is the best way to get the word out about this podcast. If you are listening today and someone comes to mind that you think would love it, don't just share it on social media. Don't just put it out there on Facebook or Instagram, but actually text it to them. And I'm going to tell you, you know, word of mouth is the best way to get the word out for this show. And texting it to a friend is the best way to get that word of mouth out there. So thanks for doing that, guys. You guys have been awesome about sharing the show. I'm so glad that you're loving it, but continue to do that. Continue to share it with two or three friends that you think of while you're listening. So speaking of shared shows, I had an interesting experience this week. I was looking through Apple Podcasts' most shared shows of the year, and there was a list of the top 10 shared shows. And in that list of top 10 shares, shared shows, there were three episodes about addiction, And that really caught my attention. I thought, okay, podcast listeners are really, for whatever reason, tuned in to what experts are saying about addiction. And so as I listened back to this episode with Whitney Capps that was recorded months ago, I realized we're actually kind of touching on that today. We are talking about idols. We're talking about things in our lives that take the place of the peace of God. And so I think it's really interesting around Christmas time here. We talk about things like how Jesus came to bring us comfort and peace and joy and abundant life, but yet we find ourselves looking to the world to satisfy these empty spaces that Jesus came to fill. I listened to a couple of those episodes that Apple said were the most shared episodes of the year. And one of them gave a great illustration about romance novels, of all things, There was an expert, actually an expert in addiction, who talked about how she became addicted to romance novels. And it wasn't because there was anything wrong in her life. It wasn't because her marriage was bad. It wasn't because she was trying to escape something. But it was filling an emptiness inside of her that she did not even realize was there. So I just thought as I listened to, really, it was a show that is put out by the world. It's not a Christian show. It doesn't talk about the things of God. But on this show, which we will link to in the show notes, it was an episode of Hidden Brain. They talked about how we are constantly looking, constantly looking for something to fill that void and that empty need. And as Christians, we know that God came, God sent Jesus in the flesh to fulfill that emptiness and to bring that peace, that comfort, that joy that we're all seeking at Christmas. So Whitney and I talk about some pretty interesting things here. We might step on your toes a little bit. I'm just going to say we talk about filling our Amazon carts. (laughs) We talk about food. As you know, I tend to do a lot. We talk about a lot of things that we turn to to fill that need, but also that we think will give us abundant life. So you'll hear us at the beginning set this up that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That may be what he came to do, But Whitney's going to tell us what he actually has power to do and how we can keep him from doing the very few things he has access to in our lives. So this is a fantastic episode. I'm so glad you're here. 
Before we start, I want to let you know that I am doing something really cool beginning January 1st that you do not want to miss out on. It's called the 31 Day Shine Challenge. I know as you are headed into the holidays, the last thing you want to think about is a physical, emotional, body, whatever challenge. But I'm telling you, you all know that you're already thinking in the back of your minds about January 1st and what are you going to do? I'm going to tell you right now, my team and I are laying out a 31-day challenge. We're going to give you all the details coming up, but if you want to be the first one to know about it, the first one to get in on this free, absolutely free challenge, you need to go to the website and sign up for our newsletter. We will give you all the information, all the downloads, all the instructions before anyone else gets it if you are on that newsletter. So there's a link in the show notes to the newsletter. Just click that link, scroll to the bottom of the website, and you will see a place where you can put your name and your email address in to be part of our newsletter list. And you'll get all that information as soon as we have it all together for you. It is going to be a 31-day shine challenge. There will be three levels, so you can pick level one, level two, or level three. And weekly touch bases with me and all the rest of the group who are going to be part of the 31 Day Shine. So I can't wait to tell you more about it. Stay tuned here to Let It Shine. Nikki and I are going to do an episode toward the end of the year where we tell you all about it. But if you want to get it in writing first and you want to sign up, do that on my website. Nikki has put a link to sign up for the newsletter in the show notes. All right, guys, here is this amazing, convicting, inspiring conversation that I had with Whitney Caps about John 10.10. Let's talk about the thief. Let's do. Yeah. John 10.10 says, the thief comes to kill. I got to say it again. Kill. Steal, kill, and destroy. Steal. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have Mm -hmm. come to give you abundant life. Mm -hmm. I heard this phrase recently and I was struck by how we are all longing to be alive. Mm -hmm. And when you and I started unpacking that, you said, well, (laughs) some of us want to be alive, but we really are just surviving. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about that today. Well, um, I think modern culture has had a lulling effect on us, Mm. right? I mean, there is this constant drone of white noise um, that whether it's the phone in our hand or the television that's happening in the background or the constant roll of podcasts Mm -hmm. in the car or music, the on-demand of everything, um, I think has served as an incredible distraction. And without the absence of that, I think we've forgotten what it looks like to live. Mm. And so I think there are some of us who are surviving. Yeah. We aren't necessarily fully alive, I think. We're not thriving. I don't think so. I right. think we are surviving, not thriving. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I, my concern is, this is what we were trying to debate, is do we even know it? Has the, has the enemy done yes. such a good job that we don't even know that we don't have the abundant life that Jesus promised? So I'm going to say something. Right. You feel free to edit it out. Okay, say it. I think Christian nationalism Mm. is a picture of that because we have an idea of what it means to thrive. Mm. That's not what Jesus meant. 
you're going to preach. That's not what he meant. That's but again, we have a meant. very Americanized idea mm. of what it means to thrive. Yeah. And I would argue that that American ideal is surviving because thriving wow. has a kingdom component. Yes. And it's not, it's not the good of America. Mm. It's That's the right. advancement of the kingdom. You know, one of the topics that I had for us to even talk about, which we're not going there, yeah. but I wanted to talk about what does it look like to build our kingdom versus mm. building the kingdom yeah. of God. Yeah. But that's kind of where we're ending up going. Well, I mean, I think is, that's, yeah. right, for us, and if if talking about American nationalism makes you uncomfortable, you can, you can strike that from the mm-hmm. conversation and replace it with comfort. Yeah. But I think COVID revealed to us that many of us have an idea of what living looks like, mm. and it's really built around our comfort because you remove some of those comforts, yeah. and it felt like our worlds were falling apart. And listen, a lot of people's worlds did fall apart oh, during yeah, COVID. They did, sure. not ignoring that. Yeah. But that's not the majority. Mm-hmm. And so I think when we say we are longing to live, I think it would be good for us to say to the Holy Spirit, do I long to live mm. or am I longing to be comfortable? Mm-hmm. Am I longing to survive when you are really calling me to thrive? Yeah. And that verse, I think, is really, um, it's a great verse. I love it. But for the Christ follower, there is um, an exegetical principle when we look at the thief comes to steal and to kill and to destroy, but I have come that they might have life and have it to the full. Mm. Well, if I am Jesus's, then the enemy does not have the authority to kill or to destroy me. That's right. He doesn't have that authority. We are sealed with the Absolutely. Holy Spirit. Listen, I, as someone who has had cancer, I mm-hmm. said often to my children and to my husband, if this is the end of me, mm. do not ever tell people that I died of cancer. Cancer does not have that authority. That's right. That, I didn't die. It's not like God was like, man, one got through and her genes started mutating and I just lost control <laughs> of that one. Cancer doesn't have the authority to kill me. Mm. I'm going to die when God says my time on earth is done. Mm-hmm. You can call it whatever you want to, but I'm going to die because God said it was time. Yeah. The enemy does not have that authority over me. That's right. So what weapon does that leave in his arsenal? Mm-hmm. All he can do is steal. That's yep. it. That's right. All he can do is steal. And he can't even steal the things that matter. So to the degree that I have put my hope mm. and my faith and my joy in temporal things, yeah. that's the degree to which the enemy can mess with me. That's right. Because if my hope is in things that are eternal, he don't have any authority there. Mm-hmm. And so I think when we think about thriving, mm-hmm. have we put our hope in the things that really are eternal? Now we're talking about idols. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. We're talking about putting our hope in Lesser our politicians. Things. Yeah. Or... In America, yeah, our country, mm-hmm. um, in our bank accounts, yes, in our health, yes, in our security. Mm-hmm. Listen, guilty as charged. Some of us put our hope in our kids. Yes, are they happy? Mm-hmm. Are they okay? Are their dreams coming true? Mm-hmm. Right. Some of us put we put our hope in our churches. Yes, or in our pastors. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are just lots of things that we have attached abundant life to. Yeah. 
that can become a house of cards if we're not careful. And so, again, when we say that Jesus has come, I have come that they might have life and have it to the full. Mm. What is the defining attribute of a full life to me? Mm -hmm. Because if it's in those lesser things that the enemy has jurisdiction over, then I leave myself vulnerable to the attacks of Mm. the enemy. And so the safest thing for me to really ensure that I'm living an abundant life is to build a life on things that he can't touch. That's right. Okay, let's talk about what it looks like. What do we need to be building our lives on? What are the practical things in our life that he cannot steal from us? Well, I'm, uh, we'll, we'll talk about the things in just a minute, but okay. one filter that I think is really helpful, and this um, came from Matt Chandler. We were doing a Bible study in small group, and he said one of, one of the things that he asks himself over and over again is, Will I care about this in a thousand years? Mm, That's good. And here's what that means is, I have to think when I am sitting at the marriage supper of the Lamb, (laughs) Yeah, when I have been completely glorified, there's no sin in me, in you, and I'm with Jesus. Mm -hmm. Is this thing that I got so irritated (laughs) to chat about, (laughs) am I going to care about that? Mm, Probably not. Am I really going to care about if my jeans were too tight? Am I really oh, going to get right? I mean, there it is. I'm not saying that things here do not matter. There are things that matter. There are thing, emotions that we have to process. There are things that count. But am I going to care about this in a thousand years? Right. Can be a really helpful barometer for where I put my energy and my emotional health. That is so right? good. That is if so my kid good. made the team, am mm-hmm. I going to care about that in a thousand years? So the enemy is st- Stealing. Stealing. He's stealing where my focus should be yeah, and putting it on something completely mm-hmm. irrelevant mm-hmm. for eternity. That's right. That does not matter for abundant life. That's right. And um, by by all of these things, which people would even say, it's not wrong no, for no, me no. to be excited for my no, kids. Absolutely not. No, those things yeah. are not wrong. Here's when the enemy steals. Yeah. Okay. What's it look like? He never leaves a void. The yes. enemy never leaves a void. Okay. So when he steals from us, if he steals my attention, mm. he's going to replace it with a distraction. Yes. If he steals my peace, he's going to fill it with a substitute. Okay. And so there are things that he is always going to fill that gap with a lesser mm. thing. And so I think it's just helpful for us to think about what am I attached to? What am I triggered by? Mm. What do I have my security in? And ask hard questions. What are my go-tos when I feel stressed or anxious or sad mm. or hungry or tired? Or mm-hmm. What are the things that I turn to? Because yeah. those can sometimes be good indicators that's of what really idols good. are. I think that's really good. I, when you said, if he steals my peace, he's going to replace it with something. And you know what I thought about? Mm. Something that is often I see in replace in, in place of peace is jealousy. Hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? That's really good. We can't be jealous and be at peace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We're not content. Yeah. We don't have a heart mm-hmm. filled with peace mm-hmm. when we are focused on what others are doing mm-hmm. or compare, comparing ourselves. That's right. Yes. And to let me just say, for me personally, mm-hmm. again, chief of sinners, that means I have to get off social media. Okay. I, I, I don't have daughters. I don't. Yeah. I could not have been a healthy, whole human 
as a teenage girl and been on social media because there are times that I struggle to be a healthy mm. whole 45-year-old woman <laughs> on social media. And so I know when I'm getting caught in, well, why did they get to? Yes. What's wrong with me? Well, I'm missing. I wish I had that. Oh, if my house just looked like this, mm. if I could just home container my store, my house. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny the things that I think— yeah will bring calm and ease and peace. And a lot of times its origin story is social media. Yeah. And so it really, for me, is a lot on where I have fixed my attention. Mm. And so I have to be, I have to be really, really careful about that. So would you say, Whitney, it would be a good exercise for us to look internally and think about what we're missing in our lives. Like, mm-hmm. do we maybe even just start with the fruits of the Spirit mm-hmm. and yeah. say, what am I missing yeah. here? Am I missing love? Am mm-hmm. I missing joy, joy. peace, peace. <laughs> patience, <laughs> kindness, goodness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, self-control. which mm-hmm. obviously we talk a lot about yeah. self-control here. I was, I had a lot of self-control in a lot of areas. Mm-hmm. There was one area that I had none. And it was around my eating, mm-hmm. my emotional eating. Yeah. Um, I would say, in fact, I felt like my life, because of my self-control, was awesome. Mm-hmm. I was killing it with my job. I had a job I loved. My husband is amazing. We had a great marriage. Kids are all doing great. I mean, to, you know, yes, yes, kids going through stuff. But... The one area that was completely off the rails for me was how I was living in my body. Mm. A complete lack of self-control there. I was definitely missing that. And I would say was even stolen. Mm. It was stolen from me mm-hmm. by the enemy. And I was replacing it with com- the comforts mm. that I, I yeah. craved. Yeah. Would you say, starting with where the gap is, like what am I missing, Yeah, is a good place? I think so. I mean, well, what, I think there are a couple of things that, can work to help us. Um, people will ask me often, how do I hear the Holy Spirit? Yes. I answer the same way every time. Ask Him to convict you of sin. Yes. So in the context of this conversation, if you ask the Holy Spirit to point out your idols, He will answer. He will. He will, Because He's always going to want to rid those yeah. in our lives. And so um, I've yet to meet a person who doesn't have an idol in their life somewhere. Right. And so whatever comes to mind I think, is the Holy Spirit. Mm. And so I think it's good for us to acknowledge those. I think sometimes where we fall into trouble is we think, I'm going to take this idol down in one fell swoop. Mm. And maybe it would be better for us. So, for example, if you find that you have mindless scrolling and it's either leading to coveting a house that looks like somebody else's or wanting to look this way in your body or wanting your kids to have these opportunities, then perhaps rather than saying, I'm off social media, I'm done, maybe say, I'm going to be off of social media for today and see how you see what your mental state is like. See if you can measure your anxiety. Mm -hmm. See, do you find, listen, I find that I shop a lot more when I'm on social media a lot more. Oh, listen, y'all, that, 
I don't know that there's a human on the planet who has been sucked in more by an by an Amazon swipe up than yes. this girl right here. Yes. I am responsible now for a healthy portion of Jeff Bezos' <laughs> income. I just want you to know. Now, now it's not a swipe up. Now it's a drop the word in the comments yes. if you want the DM. That's yeah. exactly. It, it, it constantly totally. changes because that algorithm is going to have us. Yes. It's got to get us. Yes. But I will say I have to be really intentional to go, I, I don't need that. And so one of the agreements, this is just practical. One of the agreements Chad and I have, I have a notes app and my notes app on my phone. I write down every time I online mm. purchase something because it was so easy and I could swipe up it and I could, so easy. and my credit card was saved. I mean, these are things and please, <laughs> please hear, I mean, it might be a $6 kitchen gadget that I was like, the next time I make tacos, I need that. I do not need no, that. I no, we do not. I have lived for 45 years <laughs> just fine without that without little that hamburger scrambler. Right. And so it it is one of those things, though, that I was like, this is not healthy. Mm-hmm. And it was creating tension in my marriage mm-hmm. because Chad would say, what came from Amazon today? What yeah. came from Amazon today? And so there was Where the some, box comes and you don't even remember what's oh, in it. Oh, 100%. Right. Yes. And I had no idea. Right. So it was little things like that where I would have to say, this is... This is doing something for me. It's feeding something, right. but it is not necessary. These are not needs. These are yes. wants. And it's creating conflict in my marriage because I'm spending money that I didn't mm-hmm. talk with Chad about. And y'all, please hear me say, my husband would never begrudge me $7. <laughs> oh, never. But when you do that 25 times mm-hmm. a month, right? and none of these things did I need, right? These were this was an area that just took me going, you know what? This is a big deal. And I need to pay attention to it. And so sometimes it's just directing our attention towards small things that over time add up to be big things. I love that you brought this up because this is what you're doing. You're paying attention to what you're paying attention to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it it feels almost silly to say $7 on Amazon mm-hmm. is something I need to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. It was clearly something you needed to pay attention mm-hmm. to. And I think these are the ways that we are deceived. Yes. I think that the enemy would love to come in and steal $7, mm-hmm. 25 times a month. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, listen, look, yes. this is, okay, let's make this spiritual analogy. So okay. I read about um, a scamming scheme. It's hard to say, scamming scheme, mm-hmm. where um, hackers were, there were, I don't even remember, I won't get the numbers right, but there were a thousand people Mm -hmm. that they had gotten their credit cards and they were just charging one and $2 a month. Wow. But times a thousand people for months on end because nobody noticed. Wow. Well, right. Well, there's a spiritual truth there. Mm. These are the things, to your point, that the enemy does that we think that's not a big deal, but he does it often enough Mm -hmm. in multiple areas that these things turn out to be real strongholds. Yeah. And again, for me, the reason I knew it was becoming an issue is because Chad would say, again, I don't want, if if it's creating any conflict in my marriage, mm-hmm. would I rather give up a $7 hamburger scrambler right, right. than have, co- yes, but it would be real easy for me to go, that's so not a big deal. I don't know why you're getting so worked up about right. that, but because it is just paying truth. attention to these things. The $7 hamburger scrambler is not a big deal. That's right. But it's it's the habit mm-hmm. that's the big deal. Mm-hmm. And looking at it, I think, is holding that with an open hand and being willing to say, God, do come into every part mm-hmm. of my life, mm-hmm. every corner, every nook and cranny, mm-hmm. and clean everything mm-hmm. out. Um, I love that you brought up that example. Also, I have a tip. Yes. 
I go ahead and put it in my Amazon cart and then I wait. Oh, that's good. Because the next time you're in there, if you are still like, no, that's really important. Mm -hmm. For example, I just found the cutest pair of slippers for my daughter that I thought I'm going to get those for her for her birthday. I put them in the cart. They were only $10. Like it's a steal. Yeah. I put them in the cart, but I did not buy them. I made myself wait Mm -hmm. to make sure. And that's just a great little trick. Yeah. Like just make yourself wait. Don't. Don't do it right away. Because you can. Yes. Right. Because we are not a people who are accustomed to delayed gratification. Right. Which is why Amazon is, because you can get it in two days. (laughs) Prime has sucked us in. Right. We've all, we we have all been infected by Prime. I have a dress that I wear often that I get compliments on every time. And I tell this story every time I wear it. I'm just going to tell it right now. Go ahead. I saw a woman wearing the dress. I was at breakfast. She walks in with this dress and I was like, that is so cute. I have to. I have to find out where she got mm-hmm. it. So she walked by me, and I thought, that is it's probably Vineyard Vines. Like, you know how yes, you are. Yeah, you know yeah, brands. Yeah. It's probably a Vineyard Vines dress. It's probably $225. Mm-hmm. Do I like it that much? Mm-hmm. She walks by me, and I said, do you mind if I ask where you got your dress? And she went, oh, Target. You better know. <laughs> There was no faster purchase. <laughs> in your cart before you I left, went right? right to my Target app, yeah. put it in my, and purchased with the red card, and it came, and I, I wear it every time, but I, I mean, every time I wear it, I get those compliments, <laughs> and I tell that story, but that is the truth. Mm-hmm. That is how right easy it is yeah. and how yeah. dangerous it can well, be. Well, I mean, I think, right, there's a, there is a spiritual truth for us to learn to ask ourselves, do I need it or do I want it? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, again, we can go on autopilot Mm -hmm. and convince ourselves that something is a need when really it's just Mm -hmm. a want. Um, And so it's just asking, asking ourselves better questions. There are women listening to this right now. I just feel like God just brought this to my mind. Who don't have a problem with going on their Target app or their Amazon because they can barely put food on the table. Yeah. What's the takeaway from for them? Where is mm-hmm. where can they look that the thief is trying to rob something mm-hmm. from them? Yeah. Well, I, I let me. Um, I have a friend who um, is a single parent, and these were real issues for her. Yeah. Okay. And so uh, different than am I going to spend seven dollars on Amazon? That felt like a luxury. Right. That is an idolatry of right materialism. Mm-hmm. But she had an idolatry that her inability to provide for her kids mm. was going to damage them in irreparable ways. Mm. And so we would have conversations about, listen, God loves your kids more than you do. And your ability to provide for them financially is not the thing that determines how healthy they are. That's right. And how much they love Jesus. And so I, it can sound trivial and hers for sure is more significant yeah. than my Amazon purchase. Yep. But we are all telling ourselves stories that sometimes are not anchored in the truth. Mm. And so it's good for us to run the stories that we're telling ourselves through that filter of, is this what Jesus says Mm. abundant life looks like? And if he's promised it, then he's going to make good on that promise. Yeah. But I have to define abundant life the same way Jesus does. Abundant life does not necessarily look like new granite countertops. No. It does not look like my son scored a touchdown. That's right. That's not it. Mm -mm. And I heard someone else say this. 
if it's true of a single mom living in Haiti, mm-hmm. if abundant life for her mm-hmm. looks a certain way, it's the same for me. That's right. So it's not about material, mm-hmm. quote, blessings, mm-hmm. right? right. Mm-hmm. It's it's about the eternal, mm-hmm. eternal things. It's an internal quality. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So good. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Hey, friend. I love being with you. Guys, I hope that episode really hit you where you needed it this Christmas. I know there's a lot going on. We have talked a lot about shopping. We talked a lot about food. I just want to encourage you, just keep a watch on what you're doing. Listen to how the Holy Spirit is leading you this season so that it doesn't get out of control. That's what I'm trying to do myself. Okay, guys, um, I want to remind you about the 31 Day Shine Challenge that starts on January 1st. You can get all of the details for that challenge by signing up for my newsletter. The details have not gone out yet. We are still working on it. We've got the plan together. We're just putting it in a pretty form for you guys, and it will all be laid out for you and sent to you through my newsletter. If you are not signed up there, you will not get the information as soon as you want to. But the 31 Day Shine Challenge begins on January the 1st. So I will see you there. Thanks, friends. Let It Shine is a production of LifeWay Podcast, executive produced by me, Angie Elkins, produced by Nikki Ogden. It's recorded at the LifeWay Podcast Studios and engineered by Donnie Gordon, edited by Robert Elkins, an original theme song arranged by Robert Elkins, the maestro himself, performed by Tiffany Casey, Abby Pierce, Ryan Walker, Jarian Felton, and Shauna Felton, Art by Grace Morgan, and I'm your host, Angie Elkins. Meet me back here next week.